Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Pundit Three on a Pint. We are four guys having an above-average football conversation. Joining me on the podcast today for our fifty-first episode is Akshat, Vaishnav, and Po. Good morning, Vaishnav. Uh, who was a little annoyed because we changed our recording time today. I'm telling you guys for the thousandth time. I, I mean, we've all said it before. We are in different time zones, and it's sometimes a pain scheduling and recording. And uh, we are churning out the episodes week by week. So send us some money, boys, to keep the motivation up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just openly solicited GPay donations? Is that what that was? <laughs> Go fund me. <laughs> Hey, but I want to. I, I just want to say, Abar, it's it's not a pain though, bro. This is it's it's nice. It's nice that we can talk about football, shoot the shit. Says the guy who was complaining like ten minutes ago vehemently on the group. Yeah, I think that's a natural human reaction, my friend. I had a massive pool of drool right on my face and completely soaked into my beard as you woke me up. I did not know why my phone was ringing, bro. I was like, I just slept. What is happening? <laughs> and then Abar is like, wake up. Let's go, boys. Let's get this done. <laughs> okay so um it's a pretty exciting episode guys uh, when we were um when we were talking about our favorite episodes the one that came up the most was when we made our own team you know for five aside and uh, po has been wanting to do this episode for for quite a while um where we're making our best 11 um of all time but uh, there are some rules to this which i'm just going to read out now um so The first rule is that uh, we are talking about players only in their prime, okay? Um, we are not talking about the players who are maybe are still playing football but are considered like thirty, thirty-two year old and they're not at their best, you know. So whatever players' name we take, think about them in the prime. Only players of our generation, um, between like say two thousand to now. Um, a reason for this is because I mean I'm sure Maradona. is the best footballer but we can't name him because we've not seen him play so it's it it just doesn't fit it's it's not it's it's pointless taking someone's name that we haven't seen play and we've only heard of uh, even though we'd love to um the third rule is that there is no messi and ronaldo or ronaldo because um either of these two can get into all the four teams very easily and um, i mean if we'd actually sat down to do it with them maybe both of them could have come in all of our teams so that's like two spots that are taken point is through 11 players and not nine so that's a good rule to have <laughs> yeah yeah and finally uh, a rule that was under uh, a lot of scrutiny and debate is that uh, not more than two players from a single club at a single time Uh, now Po got a mini heart attack because he's like I can't feel the Arsenal invincible level. I'm not happy with this. I you guys were afraid that I was going to put that team out. I mean I guess the fear of invinc- me feeling the invincibles was like very bad. Yeah, but then Po Arsenal wouldn't have said invincibles if they played against our 11s. That's contentious, and I don't want to get into that now. So just continue. Okay, okay. We are starting off on on a very very wrong note right now. Because if we start debating this, bro. <laughs> I mean, no. Okay, no. Fuck it. Just go. My world generational eleven trumps your Arsenal invincible team, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I think it would. I think it would. I think it would. But. That invincible team could hold its like own against any team that you guys can put out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I think I think right now the five six of the greatest teams, Invincibles definitely being one of them, like the United Travel ninety nine team, the Invincibles, the Barca teams. I think all these teams can be beat. We're just we're cheating right <laughs> now, bro. You can't do the shit that we're doing. You're not supposed to. Fucking, you see my team right now. You see what I'm writing down, bro. This shit isn't allowed, bro. Clubs don't have the budget for the ink to write this shit down, bro. Fuck signing the players. So like, on that note, Vashnav, do you want to go first? <laughs> I, I actually don't mind because I uh, for listeners that don't know, so I just. Got through fucking law school exams for what feels like the eight hundred and forty third time, and somehow I am unscathed with no battle wounds. And today my battle wound is uh, sleep deprivation, but I guess that works. So I haven't made my team yet, and Amar is being a piece of shit right now. I don't know if this makes the podcast, but I just want the listeners to know what I'm put through on a daily basis. I'm woken up early on a weekly basis and told to humiliate myself on a global scale. 
I don't know if anybody else has this innate confidence to be. Okay, before Vaishnav goes on a goes on a rant. I'm not starting though. <laughs> <laughs> Vaishnav goes on his rant. Uh, uh, hi Akshat, um, do you want to introduce your team to us? Okay, let's go. Best team first. Let's do this. Bro, like keep your banter to yourself, bro. Like just go. Poe po is Poe is really trying to like nullify things from the start only. So he's like sets the ground rules. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Um. Okay. So my goalkeeper, it has to be JJ Buffon. The longevity mm. of his career. Um. World Cup winner. Let me add that captain. He is a serial Serie A winner. He was won, I think, the most number of times any other player has. Um. Second most number of caps for Juventus after Del Piero. And let's face it, he's he's played for some other teams as well. um and i mean this is beyond the fact that he's an absolutely incredible stop uh, shot stopper so i think buffon buffon's a very very good choice very vocal also um now i'm going to give you my center back pairing I, i remember in in one of the previous i think it was the hall of fame episode the premier league hall of fame episode where we spoke a lot about like you know the combination of defenders where where you know like rio uh, and ferdinand sorry rio and vidic um that combination where vidic is like that hard as nails guy who's going to give it his all and he's going to break his nose um if if he has to win a tackle and ferdinand is that more of a of a classic kind of player so my first center back and I, and if any of you disagree we will fight is a combination of both he is one man who can do it all and that's carlos puyol i think he is the perfect combination he has that barca school that philosophy where he can play beautiful football and also hard as nails like absolutely hard as nails so he's my first center back okay now okay now i feel bad that i let you go first yeah <laughs> even i had carlos puyol as a shoe in but uh, he didn't make my final cut but definitely someone i considered uh, and contemplated for quite a while because you're right akshat it's even like the, he, i think he was one of the first few defenders who was actually that ball playing um a uh, player from the back plus he had the pace and the height so he was he was all round solid really solid really solid um the second center back and i'll just saying this once he won a ballon d'or as a defender nice canavaro okay this guy was a pers- personal fit hero of mine and this is going to sound weird but when i first started watching football I saw this guy who was like shorter than the rest of the people and I was a pretty short kid I'm like oh okay he must be a good player and then I saw he won a Ballon d'Or I'm like whoa okay I love this guy but no legit he's an absolutely incredible he's he's like my first memories of watching football are tied to Canavaro because that like that world cup was around when I started watching football and he was an absolute beast and incre- I mean his IQ uh, defending IQ was just off the charts so my center backs are Puyol and Canavaro um My left back is going to be the marauding the one and only Roberto Carlos. Nice. Like I I think like was he like the original attacking attacking full back? I I think he might have he's someone who can play in the modern game. Uh, I I don't think you can do that but like yeah, definitely for sure in terms of he's iconic, yes. But like that's too broad a stroke. I was just trying to hype my team, bro. <laughs> 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 I just wanted to add your Canavaro thing man for the listeners to go back check out this Pepsi or uh, Adidas there's an ad dude and Canavaro is in it and it's oh my god it's so good Italians can do anything they want to do bro they can play football and act in ads I think it's a Nike ad but oh yes but anyway wait, wait. <laughs> coming back to uh, the best left back ever Roberto Carlos I don't think I need to I mean you've seen his free kicks you've seen yeah you've just seen him play he's incredible Now right back was interestingly the position I had the most difficulty with the the reason I went with my current choice is because I feel like Roberto Carlos is too attacking and I wanted someone who's a little bit better defensively so I went with um Philip Lahm again world cup winner dominant with Bayern Munich and yes I know he played as a CDM but he he his best years he played as a right back and again like i i just love players who are captains like i have some kind of a soft spot for them so philip lam is my right back is so intelligent so good on the tackle um maybe he's not like the flashy you know the guy who will dribble across and and whip in an incredible ball but really really solid um, right back and yeah as i said like an insane trophy cabinet 
so now um i'm playing a 4231 um the 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 first midfielder i'm going for is the best number 6 ever to live uh that's paul scoles deep lying playmaker he's going to ping those balls he's incredible he's very tenacious as well so he covers a lot of ground gives you the work rate which you need in the midfield and his midfield partner who i've chosen actually called him the best midfield in the world and by his midfield partner is zinedine zidane uh for the youngsters zinedine zidane is basically paul pogba who's actually responsible and he plays at a world class level every single game so i mean i i don't even i don't even have to like explain this zinedine zidane that that's my two holding midfielders but zidane obviously has the the capability of just taking the ball forward um in the number 10 cuz if listeners know i love a good number 10 um vaishnav i already know he's going to be in your team my team oh bro today uh, today i i woke up and smoked some weed bro so today i got my creative juices flowing i don't think any of you guys can predict my team but but my number 10 is for me quite simply the most creative and most beautiful player i've ever seen that's andres iniesta dude akshat fuck you your midfield 3 and my midfield 3 are the same except for scolds i have zidane and iniesta i mean i think I think I should have taken like Amaz up like request to go first. Yeah. Like, fuck you guys, da. Like I didn't think this through. Oh look, you can't you can't blame us for asking you, then blame us for not doing it also. Okay. So fuck you, bro. Yeah, that's what. Like I'm blaming myself for this. I'm I'm pretty sure in a front uh, three also we would have at least one similarity. No, but I think that is the those I think those positions are the ones where we'll have like different opinions the most like. Like I think there is where the differences will come up. Like midfield and defense, I think we'll have common players. But Akshat, since I'm anyways going to be speaking about Iniesta, why don't you just give our listeners on why he's on your team? I mean, you you just have to see the Barcelona team at their peak under Pep Guardiola and what they did for football at that time. People talk about Messi being obviously flourishing as the best player on the planet, but he had the best playmaker on the planet right behind him and. that whole beautiful brand of football he was so so good on his feet as well um he's not the guy who's going to pick up the ball like a neymar and dribble past you know like the entire team with with pace but it you cannot win the ball off him you just cannot he's so 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 good with his feet i think he was called twinkle toes also at at one point of time because it's just so light the way he he does it and his his vision and his soft touch while he's passing those through balls barca used to play all the time it, it's just it, it, it i mean I don't think anyone has ever done it that well and I don't think we I can compare him to anyone we have today right now cuz as we said the number 10 itself is a dying role but it, it was just glorious to watch the peak of it with uh, Andreas Iniesta Have you guys seen that clip that's doing the rounds on Twitter now like the one where Iniesta's near the touchline and then he just mugs off like four or five people coming against him like him like mugs like a couple of people and then just sidesteps one It's not even like flashy skills yeah. right it's like it's just touches tight touches oh fuck yeah. yes bro talk dirty to me Now now my front three now um my uh, my central striker I, I I don't know I I feel like it's kind of an obvious choice I don't know if you guys agree um is uh, lewandowski he's just a goal machine i mean of, if if we're not doing messi ronaldo then you have to go lewandowski he's a goal machine in fact leva is that close to being the messi ronaldo category of kanti mm. like he's basically that guy i agree like he's right mm-hmm. there on the precipice uh, but akshat akshat just just to play like devil's advocate over here He's playing in a substandard league. What, did you just call the Bundesliga substandard? Come on. I mean at the time at right now with the kind of teams that are playing and the level that Bayern have already reached it's just it's just too easy. I mean just look at his Champions just look at his Champions League record. Just look at his Champions League record. No, I agree. I agree. I definitely agree that Lewandowski is one of the best strikers that we've watched play but Yeah, okay, done. Okay, cool. Now you can add anything to that. It's fine, but that is enough for me. Like that's it. That that's the statement. I agree with the rest of what you're saying. No. So w- what I meant to say was that I had considered him, but what um led me to not take him in my eleven is the fact that he didn't get a group discussion round. Huh? <laughs> no, he he got a group discussion round also. I mean, I could have defended him, <laughs> but I'm just thinking, you know, like uh, I'm just seeing the Bayern team right now and the rest of the Bundesliga teams, and honestly, even Dortmund are not at their peak of their powers. So 
for Lewandowski to do that for the kind of player that he is, I mean, it's just a cheat code, right? He's just too too good to be playing in that kind of a league with that kind of a team. How the fuck do they win, bro? How do football players win if it's a problem when they play bad and if they're too good for their yeah. league, it's a problem? What does he do? I want to see him on a rainy night in Stoke. Uh, yeah, Abar, you can kindly go fuck yourself. <laughs> Are we going to say that about Messi, though? I- I'm just going to say that Bayern are too good of their league for their league because of Lewandowski. Like, let's face it, that guy... Not just because of him. So not just because of him, but he, he's he's like probably the number one reason why, right? Because he, he broke the Bundesliga goal-scoring record, okay? like What about what he did at Dortmund, though? What about that one season in the Champions League? Oh, that was mad. That one game. Against Bayern. No, against Madrid. That that game, yeah. And even Malaga or something. No, okay. that game that you're talking about, that five goals in ten minutes is from when he was in Bayern. But... That's the Pep Guardiola holding his head. Yeah, image, yeah. yeah. I have hair, but he didn't. But yeah. <laughs> okay, but, but but anyway, moving on. I, I, I'm, going, I'm going for my other two um, front players. I, I'm not going to call them strikers. And I'm not going to call them wingers either. Front players is not better, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a very modern front three where they kind of sit inside. Um, I think one of them is an obvious choice. And Po, po will vehemently back me on this. It's Thierry Henry. Um... Yeah, I mean, he was... I'm not even going to get it. I'll let Poe take that because I know it's in, he's in Poe's team. I don't want to take that from Poe. Um, and um, the last player is a little bit of a surprise, I guess. I'm not sure. But I've gone Don't for say him. Salah. Oh, yeah, it is Salah. Fuck you, Akshat. Fuck you. Our teams are very similar. Yeah, it's surprising that you went for like two players who are current, who are currently in their prime, like still right now. Like we are watching them do yeah. what yeah. they do. At their peak right now. Okay, so so to Amar's argument about Lewandowski, I think with Salah you cannot make an argument. This is the most competitive Premier League we've seen for a while, and he's dominating it. Absolutely dominating it. Not only for this season, for the past two or three seasons, um, ever since Liverpool have been on the up, and he's doing it consistently, and he's doing it at that at the top level. You know, he's yeah. in and amongst the highest goal scorers, highest... Isn't he the highest goal scorer? Right now, he is. He's far ahead. He's ahead by like five goals. By a margin. I think he scored 22 this season. Like, he has 22 goals against his na- name and this is only December, by the way. Like, so, he's killing it. He's going to reach Messi or Ronaldo levels like 40 plus goals definitely this season. I feel bad for Lewandowski, but I think there's no comparison right now. Salah's the best player on the planet. Yeah, right now, definitely. And... Okay, so so Salah has made my team as well, and uh, just because I don't want to talk about him again, what I do want to add is that um, we've seen these kind of players really trouble, um, say the oppositions that are holding a low block, right? They manage to break them down, score the number of goals that they're scoring. But with Salah, I just think he gets better when it's a bigger game. Like he just takes it by the scruff of the neck, and if there's a one or two goal game, it's mostly Salah who scored the goals. Yeah, I think he's got an insane record against the big six as well. No, like in terms of yeah. goals scored away, like yeah, like City, he's he's decimated City. Exactly, he's he's absolutely destroyed City on his own. So also, you've got to look at the kind of goals he scores. No, it's not just like. Inside the box, like tap-ins, those kind of goals. It's yeah. fucking audacious goals, man. Like shit that he just like skates like four or five defenders, then like chips yeah. the keeper or like some weird like long-range effort, some weird kind of shit, man. Apart from heading, I think he scored every goal possible. But that's not his. Like I mean, we're not gonna tell say Messi can't head a ball, right? I exactly. Mean, he yeah. can head a ball. It's just that he's. It's not. Uh, it's not efficient. Like that's not something he wants to do. Yeah, but I, I yeah. completely agree. Salah is incredible. I just want to add that I think there are like four or five players, actually a lot of them because I guess we're taking legends here. But it's hard for me when you get to Salah. He's also so close to this upper echelon of right before Messi and Ronaldo because Salah is definitely getting up there. Dude. He's such a complete football player right now. He's so good, dude. Like he's he, he keeps improving his game. Like it's not the type of player that peaks and stays. Yeah. Every season there's something different about him. He adds something yep. different to his game every year. And for me, that's the ultimate, like, athletic professional. That's what you do. It's insane. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. So, that's my team. Good team, Akshat. Not bad. That was a good shot. 
I, I should have gone first because there are a lot of similarities between my team and Akshat's. Same. Uh, but uh, let me just start off. Um, my goalkeeper is going to be Manuel Neuer. Uh, I did think of Buffon and Casillas for a long time. Casillas, I felt sort of fizzled out at the end of his career. Um, and even though we are considering only prime... I think Mourinho did this, bro. I think that's why we don't... Did, even, even I had the exact same thoughts. I was like, hey, but bro, Casillas faded out. And I remember it wasn't like, I mean, he had average form, but Mourinho froze him out. It was Mourinho, no? At Real at the time. I think it was. Yeah. Yep. He just froze him out of the squad and then he went to Porto. and. Yeah. So, but, uh, but um, I had Buffon also in my list, but I, I just had to go with Noyo simply because um, he sort of defined the modern era of goalkeeping uh, where he's just so good on the ball and he's such a brilliant shortstopper. Even and he makes his body so big. I mean, that's one thing that people don't talk about Neuer as much in in the one on ones. Neuer is probably the best one on one keeper that we've seen in the past twenty years. He just makes his his body so big and smothers the ball under him. Um, and of course, he's won the World Cup. He's won a couple of Champions League. Um, he's got the trophies to his name. He's the captain of uh, the Germany and the Bayern team. Very commanding. So, uh, he makes my shoe-in for my first-choice goalkeeper. He's definitely the one who set the whole uh, goalkeeping trend that is currently going on. Like, yeah, he's definitely the one who set the whole way the goalkeeper is supposed to be right now. Yeah, I mean, we we all know we all know his distribution is amazing. At one point, I'd seen him, uh, I think Germany were losing 1-0 in a Euro semi-final and he was literally on the middle on the middle line, like the halfway line. That's holding his position, bro. That's not even playing a high <laughs> line. That's holding his position. <laughs> yeah. And he was just so... He was doing it so confidently, man. Like, it was amazing. Okay, anyways, moving on. now. Um, uh, I thought a lot... I think what I thought about the most in this whole 11 was our centre-back pairings. Because um, you see with centre-backs, it's not just... You're not just picking up one and two individuals. You're trying to get someone who you think are going to work well together, even in a hypothetical scenario. Um, I had a lot of names on the list and a lot of permutations among these players. Uh, Puyol was one of them. Varan was one of them. Um, Rio was one of them. But I have settled for Virgil van Dijk... Um, Right now, I think he's the best defender on the planet. Uh, and it's not just that. He just has this brilliant ability and understanding of the game that he brings the line forward with him. Um, so, if you look at the other three in the Liverpool back line, they're not the best defend- defensive defenders, if you know what I mean. They're really good going yeah, forward. Yeah. And they can do their job in defence, but... Somehow that Liverpool backline just looks so solid when Van Dijk is there because he knows exactly how and when to bring the line forward. He's also one of the best ball-playing defenders, distributors. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that he, he has an insane diagonal on him where he finds um, yeah. uh, Robertson most of the time. It's, it, he's really good. Um, and the pace uh, to uh, cover the, uh, the, the high line and the counter-attack. Um, but what I also want to bring to notice, and this is why Virgil van Dijk has sort of made my team, is the difference that we've seen with him and without him in that Liverpool team. Um, of course, defensively, yes, he's he's one of the best centre-packs. He's, he's just not been dribbled past at all. Um, but uh, his ball-playing abilities, when he wasn't playing for Liverpool... It was someone like uh, Fabinho, Thiago, Jordan Henderson who had to drop all the way back to spread the to get that width going for Liverpool and spread the ball wide. When Virgil Van Dijk comes in the team, it's like Liverpool have an extra man on the pitch because they have that midfield midfield three who stay ahead of him because they know that he's so good on the ball that he can be the distributor. Um, so Virgil Van Dijk is one of my centre backs, and the second centre back. I mean, this was. Um, this was pretty easy for me and he's going to be the captain of my team and you need to have an Italian defender. Uh, that's one thing we've learned from football in in how in however long in however long I, we've been there. Before this even started, I was I was going to really really pile on any of you guys who didn't have an Italian defender in. <laughs> what a dick, bro. Okay, uh so uh my Italian defender is Nesta. Uh I think uh, now we <laughs> why why should I just like given up okay so why nesta is because nesta is considered to be one of um uh the most intelligent defenders uh and he had the pace to back it up 
and he was extremely elegant on the ball now this is not something we learned i mean we see a lot from italian defenders you see just bonucci kelini boofing it up upfield bro but I, i think that's the newer defenders man i, I would yeah. i would i would argue i would say that the yeah. defining era of italian defenders is the late 90s and early 2000s and those guys look better than most central midfielders on the shout, ball shout out maldini who probably i think is the best defender i, I at least i would say Yeah, I mean, he played for twenty-five years in the same yeah. fucking club, bro. Yes. He did not just kill it, guys. He 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 destroyed it. <laughs> it is dead. It is posthumously being talked about now, and it has been dead for quite some time. Okay, so um, Nesta definitely makes my team. He's he's my second centre back. He's the captain. Uh, he's one of the most ele- elegant defenders of our time. Um, let's go now to my wing backs. Um, a lot of consideration on this again. A lot of options. Roberto Carlos is one of them, but I've not I've not gotten him in my team, and I'll I'll come to that in a bit. But my right back is going to be Kafu. Um, and it was Rob Roberto Carlos and Kafu that have almost like defined what modern attacking full backs or wing backs are today. Uh, when bro, they've got the Brazilian genes. They are the ones who made me fall in love with the sport, man. Those two are something else. But uh, why I wanted to really bring Kafu into this is just because of his work rate and his stamina. I mean, that guy was running up and down the pitch through the game, and it's not something we see from a lot of players right now. Because I think like modern football has gotten so zonal and so positional that we don't see people just like blindly, uh, blindingly hairing down the pitch, you know. Um, but Kafu was that kind of a player, and he had the skill set to back it. And they've like Carlos and Kafu would. Running the show for Brazil at one point from from the two wings, so Kafu makes my right. Now on my left, um, I did want Maldini in, but uh, I I just hadn't seen enough of Maldini in in terms of an attacking sense. I was just gonna say that is full cheating, bro. Like I I agree with Maldini and all, but you can't put him. Yeah. Yeah so I've thought of the whole like the 11 when I made this choice because I wanted a defense defensive player to come and help the midfield out also a bit and this is someone who's odd me I mean when I'm watching football these days I cannot comprehend Don't say Cancelo So it's Joao Cancelo No it is way, Cancelo bro. No way no 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 Let's stop here bro we're talking about best 11 ever and all come on Ooh. No bro <laughs> no. Don't do this to me Why not I mean, Akshat Akshat left the left back slot with Roberto Carlos, and you going to Cancelo. You're going to get whiplash from that downward trajectory, bro. Yeah. <laughs> anybody you, anybody, anybody else like picks right now is going to get like thrashed because of Akshat. No, 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 no. No, I don't agree. I stand. I stand very, very strongly. Yeah, I stand with the rest of Amar's defense. I mean, I'm talking about that spot, that one spot. Okay, think think about it, dude. Like. He is so talented that he is a left-footed right back because no, he's a he's a right-footed left back right now. I don't even know what he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a right-footed. But he's not even a specialist left back. Ah, he play anywhere. He play left back, right back. No, all. no. But I, I think that's not the point, though. I think the point is Cancelo is Cancelo is a fledgling. <laughs> Roberto Carlos is a fully. Finished legacy product, so the comparison there is stupid. But, yeah. but but then the rest of your players are perfect. I mean, those are the type of players we're looking for. Cancelo is the ugly duckling, bro. Cancelo is the one. No, guy. he's yeah, not. He's, he's not. I will tell you. I will come to why. Okay, I will come. He will I'll, be beautiful, I'll... Amar. He will be beautiful, bro. He's not there yet, bro. He's not. He's too. He's a kid, bro. Stop grooming him, Amar. Stop he's your David Luiz, bro. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's not get into this argument of Cancelo because I think it will go on for long. What I can just say is that the reason why he made my team, especially, is because of my midfield three, who I think are not the best defensively. So to help out over there. Okay. Anyways, my midfield three. I'm sorry, my head just exploded. Wait, wait, wait a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Amar. I, I need, I need, I need you to break that down for me. Did you just okay. say your team lacked defensive solidity? Correct. In my midfield. midfield, yeah. <laughs> Correct. Sorry. And did yeah. you say to counteract that you're playing Cancelo at left back? Something does not compute here. Is it just me? <laughs> no, it is. It is. It. Okay. See, I've, I, I'm. I'm the one who's. I'm the one who's thought a lot about how this team are going to play, right? <laughs> And if you really want me to get into that, which is why I'm saying it'll take long, is the reason I've gotten Cancelo in this team. But anyway, moving on. Um, I don't think it was my uh, brightest pick. Amar basically nicely told me, bro, you're too stupid to understand what I'm doing. Right now. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. <laughs> okay, anyway, um, 
So my midfield three, uh, very similar to Akshat's. I did have Paul Scholes in it as well, but uh, I have replaced Paul Scholes with Pirlo. Dude, what the fuck is happening to half my team? Pirlo, I knew Ashwin was going to say this, bro. I knew he's going to say this. He didn't prepare morning, morning, and he's the the best dead ball specialist that I've ever seen, man. Like that man can ping a ball. No one else can do it. Yeah, and uh, for me, he's the best best regista that's in the game. Uh, I mean, he's just so good on the ball. He's so good at dictating the tempo of the play, and when he sits back, um, he he just sees the game differently from the others. And he had such a long and illustrious career. I mean, he just went on and on. He's still in my FIFA. Uh, so, Pirlo uh, Pirlo gets a shoe in, and with him is going to be Zidane and Iniesta, who I think are the best. Sort of medzalas, if you take it into that system, uh, ball uh, who can take the ball forward but have that killer pass in them as well. And imagine like these three as a midfield together, it it would just be, it would be decimation. I mean, how can you get the ball off this midfield? Um, another shoe in that I did have a shout to Shabi Alonso who could have been in place of Pirlo, but uh, I think Pirlo just gets the cake. Um, now my front three. Um, My front three, I want them to be very mobile uh, and uh, sort of uh, very fluid in wherever they play. Uh, Thierry Henry and Mo Salah come straight into my team. Uh, Thierry Henry again, I'll leave it for Po. Mo Salah, we've already discussed. Um, but this is out of pure like fanboyness. Is why I've gotten my number nine as Wayne Rooney, and Prime oh, Rooney was okay. a beast. See, since since we're considering prime players, I'm I'm going to let that pass because I think yeah. What do you mean, bro? I I don't. You take Rooney at his worst, then I will let that pass. Rooney wasn't just a striker, man. Rooney, I saw a clip going around on the Twitter sphere like two weeks ago, and the caption is, "This guy was a striker, right?" Question mark like fifty question marks, and it's a clip of Rooney when we're three nil up against Everton in the fucking cup or something in the ninety second minute, making an off the line clearance, not even from a set piece, from a counter attack. That's not normal. And I think you just need, you know, it's not about playing style again, Akshat. I've I've thought a lot about my team. You just need some. You need you need personality, and that personality was Rooney. Do you remember? I'm sorry because I don't know if Rooney's gonna. He's not in my team. I don't know if he's gonna get into post team. So I have to shout out this moment, which is there are only certain defining moments in sport when you watch as a kid and you're like, oh fuck, that is an athlete. Wayne Rooney got his head stapled on a football pitch, pointed at the staples in his head to a referee, and said. Do you see this? And he's just pointing to his fucking cut open head, like guard the guy, guard the guy. Look at my fucking skull, bro. And even against Wigan Athletic, I cannot forget this. Oh fuck, who is the football player? Roddy Ega. Roddy Ega. Do you know what I'm talking that, about? Yeah, yeah, in his in his thigh, right? And he's just he's just pointing down, like he's just looking down. So just to give the listeners a pictures of this, is Rooney is in the wall for a free kick. It was the wall, right? And he basically, yeah, it was the wall. And he's in the wall for a Roddy Hugo Rodriguez free kick, and as so it's basically I think about twenty five thirty yards out. So the wall isn't that far from where they're taking the actual shot. So I remember Rodriguez takes the shot, and Rooney's Rooney, right? So he's not just standing in the wall; he's trying to push through and you know get as close to the ball as he strikes it. So basically, they both follow through into each other, and Rodriguez catches Rooney's inner thigh, and he catches it with his studs, right? It's like a full-on space of the boot into his studs, and Rooney is like these are deep fucking lacerations, and Rooney's a pale bitch, right? So he's like bleeding, and you can see it's like disgusting. It's like cut the, the cut. shapes, the shapes of like the studs on the his studs, fucking yeah. thigh, dug yeah. into his fucking inner thigh, and he's pointing to the ref like, bro, what is this? What is this? And I'm looking at that guy bro, like he's hop, he's hopping on one leg and doing it. Yeah, he's standing. He's not on the ground. And he's just insanity, like what? <laughs> insanity, bro. I think the ref got caught off guard. Like, bro, doesn't that hurt? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Fuck, man. What a what a personality. Yeah. So Rooney makes my uh, number nine, or uh, I mean that that man can literally play anywhere, and uh, he just had to be there. He's my childhood. He was my he was my hero. He was my inspiration. Um, let's go, Po. Okay. So okay, you guys started from the back. I'm gonna start from the top. Po is mixing it up. <laughs> no, no, he he's heard he's heard Andre go unaddressed twice, and I think he can't hold it anymore. Yeah, my number nine or my number nine, but he's actually the number fourteen. 
Thierry Henry goes up top for me. And I think this is a testament to how good he was that like all the three people like who've gone out and listed their teams have put out Henry's name in their team. The man was a different gravy, bro. Like and as an Arsenal fan when I look back at like I obviously I didn't watch football like the moment when Henry was signed. Imagine how lucky the people like North London were to witness Anelka play for a year. That's all. And then another product from Claire Fontaine, Thierry Henry come up and he absolutely killed it. I mean, like initially he was the the most like expensive buy for Arsenal. The first 11 games he doesn't score a goal. Everyone's like questioning what the fuck is going on right now. Why the fuck have they signed a skinny left winger to play as a number nine when you have all these like fucking legends of the game, Burkim playing big for you, and he's not playing. In, like, and you're putting Andre out there, and then starts off with one goal, and he never fucking looks back, man. I've never seen like anybody excite me so much as Andre. Like, especially when he does those inside channel runs, and then. Wraps his foot around the ball, gets it around the keeper to the far corner. Those goals, they just make me jizz. Like fucking. And the other day, I remember Martinelli go. Martinelli scored the same goal, and and the whole thing, like the the as soon as the ball went in, the that goal against Leeds, like his homecoming goal in 2012, I think. Like that goal just pops up in my mind, and like being one of those few players in like to get. to have unveiled a statue and come back to the same ground to play for that club one month later i just want to address that cuz cuz i'm like a super petty fan like if i'm a united guy through and through but that was a special moment like seeing onri come back to the club that is i mean i can only compare it to what ronaldo has come and done for united but i feel that i mean that's why i was so hyped for you boys like when like the moment ronaldo was signed like everyone was losing their mind like most of my friends are united fans it's not the same i i feel like onri was better i feel like that moment was had much more value like much much more value and you know you know what i i remember i remember that game um and it was just it, like it was onri's goal was imminent like everyone knew he is going to score right, right and it was it was expectant it was imminent everyone knew it the fans knew it the players knew it and he did it like he did it so nonchalantly right the center backs knew it that's what everyone in that stadium every single one in that stadium was there for onri that day i mean fucking beckham was there with his son who's an arsenal fan watching that game that day and and onri doesn't come on until the 70th minute everyone's waiting for onri onri's chance are going on from the first half itself and then he comes on and scores that fucking goal i mean if i'm not contention. wrong weren't the leads uh, center backs clapping him on okay i'm joking now <laughs> <laughs> everybody in that fucking football pitch including the other team bro something's transcend club ties in game yeah, nothing else yeah. matters when someone is like something's i'm getting goosebumps talking about this yeah my nips are hard as fuck bro <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I believe you have played other players also. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My left winger. He's not a conventional left winger, but uh, I got to put him in the team, and this was the only space I could find. Is uh, Mr. Joga Bonito himself, Ronaldinho? He has to go in my team. Uh, I'm placing him in the left, like left winger position because uh, my midfield is already packed. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's the one that like made me fall in love with watching the sport. I mean, Messi is still my favorite, the the most favorite player ever. But this guy can play football better than anybody else, man. This guy knows how to play. Just the joy of playing. I think Vaisnav also has him in his team. Probably does, but I do not know, like, uh, if for sure. But this guy has to go down. On the other side. the right wing position i had put down messi two weeks ago <laughs> and last week as well and then you guys come up with some shitty rule for non include messi or ronaldo so i go for the next best like the most iconic right winger there was for me at least in my football watching time uh, robben i go for robben there because i mean no one like when you say a right winger the like the typical not just your not your traditional right winger like running down the flanks but like somebody who cuts in shoots with the opposite foot it has to be robben for me po, po, i have to say it it was either sala or robben like i was contemplating no for me also by the way cuz cuz i the only reason i didn't take robben is because i had two people from bayern munich already but i would have may have chosen robben But I, I saw Vaishnav look very dejected when Poe said most iconic right winger Robin. I just I just want to know his thoughts. 
ஒரு <laughs> <laughs> and it happens and nothing you can like not no matter if you try to like with all the fucking spirit ball the world like if you are goku and you try to pull out everyone's energy and try to stop it you cannot do it like it has to go into the fucking net man i can can i just bring up one last i robin moment which for me like i just love the most was when he put the final nail in spain's coffin when um in the world cup when he basically absolutely destroyed pk i believe it was and then faked out both casillas and ramos to score that goal i one of my favorite goals of all time i, I just love that what that that was the same game as van persie is flying bro <laughs> fuck yeah, it was 5-2 no that game was yeah 4-4-1 i think i think it was 4-1 so yeah something like insane <laughs> shit okay po Yeah I mean I'm playing a 4231 now by the way so my number 10 is uh, no I just wanted to I just wanted to come to my number 10 uh, it's Kaka Ooh nice bro nice so nice, I'm playing nice, nice, Kaka nice. like this. not from his Real Madrid days from his AC Milan days like I agree that's his prime Yeah I mean yeah it has to be I mean you sign Ronaldo and Ozil in the same se- you sign in the same season like it's one of them is bound to get hurt but He played 6 seasons for Milan. He won them the Champions League and he was fucking iconic. I think he scored nearly 100 goals for them. So Kaka goes in there and uh, so the two the two midfielders were sitting deeper. One of them is both of you have called him out already. It's Iniesta. You guys have already said what you had to say about him, but I'm playing him a bit deeper. I'm I'm not playing him in number 10. I'm playing him in a, I'm a bit deeper and then his partner has to be like I need to hear this next player. You know who it is. You know who it is. It is. It is. It is. We are. Dude, motherfucker, man. God. It has to be we are. Leave me someone, nah. <laughs> it has to be we are. I mean, you guys made me pick only two players from Arsenal. It had to be Andre and we are. I had to fucking scratch Burkham's name out of my fucking sheet, bro. You guys don't know how hurt I am. <laughs> so I had to choose between we are and Burkham, and I went for we are because he is the captain. like the ideal captain that i have like i can imagine if you if you just mention captain where it comes into my mind he uh, him and like okay fine him and Ro- the tales of him and roy keane are like fucking legend by now okay and i go for the guy who played for my team obviously and he, it was not just the grit it was the fucking guile as well like the man could play him bro like he could dribble the ball stuck to his feet like even though he had those long and lanky legs it just it was just a weird way to see like somebody play football <laughs> vice now did you had something to say or like can i go ahead with my defense now yeah i'm playing two full backs uh, and like okay one of them is a hybrid like he's not a full back proper full back but and i do not respect this guy huh? let me clearly put this out i do not respect him yeah it's casley cole so like okay like he was he was an invincible yeah he went on to do wonders for fucking he won, i think he won the champions league with chelsea as well right so He did great shit. But for do you not respect him for the lo- the loyalty for football or the football team's loyalty for his marriage? In no everything like him as a human being as well as like him <laughs> crashing his car when he heard Chelsea's um, offer like for him like he fucking nearly crashed his car because like he couldn't believe the amount they were offering bro fuck up bro. <laughs> uh okay so that's done. The on the other side I'm playing uh, Akshat already stole this uh, Philip Lam. Uh, you already talked about it. If you're going to tell someone stole this, someone stole that. How will I feel, bro? That's why you don't go last, no? Mm, I guess. What to do, bro? I mean, the reason why I picked Lam was he, he's the role model that every footballer should look up to, in my opinion, bro. Like it's just pure profession for him. 
he does not have any like fucking like, at least the, during his playing career he did not have any like these flashy public appearances like parties any stories coming out saying that he was involved late in the night doing some shit like drinking having doing drugs nothing none of that shot i don't think he has a single tattoo as well bro you're talking about all that po you're talking about all of those things philip lam philip lam doesn't have a red card throughout his career you tell you uh, that should be mentioned first po before the tattoos <laughs> this is random stuff which i guess with the age of the internet has become like don't you guys think that philip lam looks 12 and 58 at the same time <laughs> yeah i guess you're right now that you mentioned it <laughs> yeah he does it because po is telling he doesn't go out for nights out i was going to say bro i don't think they let him in <laughs> I think he gets carded. But he doesn't get carded, Vaishnav. That's the point. Oh my god. <laughs> I knew someone was going to say that. I was trying to drink my coffee a little quicker. <laughs> And I mean, he's everything that Kimmich is right now. He can he could play as a brilliant midfielder. and he can play as that right back uh, right back position like and he was fucking yeah, and he was awesome. He was fucking awesome. I'm coming down to my uh, two uh, center back pairings. I and I do not have any Italian okay like in this team even I don't bro they took all the Italians fucking what by the way by the way Vaishnav you can you can have similar players bro it's like your favorite I don't like... want to bro it's nicer yeah but it's nicer for listeners when they hear different players and they're all like oh shit this guy thank you okay no no, no. so so you're exempt po your entire team is disqualified <laughs> like right now I'm just calling it bro <laughs> What? What the fuck? Why, bro? You you tell your defenders first, and then I'll tell. Guys, we have to. I think just we have to make gifs or videos of the podcast just for like pose reaction to an upset and it's disqualified. Pure sadness, bro. I want our listeners to know the emotion. But it is. Wait, does it didn't didn't Iniesta, Ronaldinho, Thierry Henry all play at the same for the same team? <laughs> You, you, you're. I'm playing your rules, bro. I'm playing your rules. I'm talking about that prime. I have two from Arsenal. I have two from Barca. I have two from Real Madrid, and I think I have two from. Wait, Ronaldinho, Iniesta, and Puyol. Yeah, Ronaldinho from AC Milan. Then fuck you, <laughs> bro. This guy, bro. Hey, no, no, you can't do this to me. Disqualified, disqualified. I'm sorry. <laughs> He was awesome in Milan. <laughs> Bro, he was awesome in that, Milan. That moment when it hit Po, he's like, "Ah, fuck, that guy." <laughs> How do you find a way to mess up these episodes, Po? <laughs> Bro, no, no, screw you! I didn't mess it up, bro. Like, this is the most entertaining part of the episode. <laughs> bro, he was the best player in Prison FC, also. Ah, huh? okay, like so. He like you can call him in that also. <laughs> okay, and my. My keeper is Casillas. I think I already mentioned this in the WhatsApp group, but um, like I always respected the dude. He was a brilliant keeper, and even though the way it ended for him was kind of sad, it was far. He like he had a brilliant career. The one sad thing that like when I bring up Casillas is, although I'm like I'm a huge Messi fan, and that hat trick against Real Madrid in the Champions League where he skinned Casillas, but. But but we're talking about players in their prime, so I think the Casillas we can like ignore the Casillas end, right? Because at and bro, when great players skin great players, it's okay, bro. Because the opposite also happens. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome to watch. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah, so that was my team. Lovely team. I especially especially like the Ronaldinho swap pick. Quick, quick. Do you thought as quick as Ronaldinho <laughs> does, bro? Quick thinking. Oh shit! Where else did he play? I would have died if you said some PSG, Fulminans, or some shit like that. I would have been like, "Oh, crazy!" Bro. Good shit. <laughs> okay, so just to get it out of the way, I'm going and Ronaldinho is in my team too. So uh, I'm going to name ten players because Ronaldinho is Ronaldinho. He, if you guys had said no Brazilians, no ugly people allowed, I don't. Ronaldinho just makes it in. Like there is no football without Ronaldinho. Dude, he's he's the most beautiful footballer in the world. Plays, he plays with his soul, bro. He's the only one who truly plays football. I think everybody else is a professional. Ronaldinho just plays. And as a Barca player, player, him and Iniesta are the only two people to get a standing ovation at the Bernabeu. And Ronaldinho's standing ovation wasn't. <laughs> that's not a standing ovation, bro. That's that's when the planets aligned. You two, oh my! 
I I just want the listeners to go. He got one at OT also, right? I think he scored a hat trick at OT, right? No, but that was Ronaldo Amar. That was R nine Amar, which I'm sure Vaishnav had in his team. But I, I think that was yeah. R nine. That was R nine. I think that was two thousand. That was the black jersey, you know, where he wrecked us. Six. They're wearing the black jersey. Two thousand six or five. Yeah, the black Bank Siemens jersey they had when Siemens was. Oh there. right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. That one goal against Chelsea. I think that defines who he is. Like he just shimmies his like fucking hips and he does without not moving move. his legs. The defensive like... line moves left and right. He does not move. That's so odd. Like he just he was doing Shakira. He was doing Shakira's hips don't lie before <laughs> the song came out, bro. Like fucking, he was awesome. Bro, I I I I I know that highlight. That I know exactly what Paul's talking about because I've seen it like five thousand times. And I said he doesn't move, and I'm wrong. He moves. The ball does not move at all. The ball is in the same fucking spot. The defenders are in fact trying to come front and getting faked out like sixteen times. There are only like I don't know five hundred things or five thousand things in football that you have to watch. <laughs> This is one of those five hundred or five thousand things, which is forget the entire performance. I think it's the second goal where he comes in off the left and scores. And the first touch he takes, Ronaldinho, is on the halfway line, either from a centre back or from the keeper, and it's a ball that's coming straight into him. It's it's not something knocked into space. And he he is backed into Sergio Ramos, and this is a right back Sergio Ramos. This is Sergio Ramos with pace, who is also in my team. But this is Sergio Ramos. Everybody knows who Sergio Ramos is. If I was defending Ronaldinho that time, if Sergio Ramos was defending Ronaldinho that time, if the U.S. military was defending Ronaldinho that time, he's skinning them all. It did not matter. That one touch he takes. Oh my fucking god! I think that one touch made me fall in love with it. He, he, I, I love that. Like, I, I know it. It's like when he took it on that half swivel, right? And he just like, oh my goodness, Akshat, stop talking dirty to me live on air, bro. We're gonna have to release this, bro. There's only so far you can rate this 18 plus. But okay, whatever. Ronaldinho is in my team, and now I'm gonna start from the back. So my keeper is Buffon because I went through like six keepers, but you guys kept mentioning them, so I had to keep going down my order. And Buffon is greatness. I mean, the longevity. And he's a very good-looking guy. <laughs> so I don't mind having him around. Extra marks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Extra marks, why not, bro? He's not gonna play against him, definitely. <laughs> and then I'm gonna start from my right back. And it's funny that you guys haven't mentioned him yet. Although he is in the vein, he's basically, I don't know, sort of the modern product of a lot of guys you guys have talked about. Danny Alves. So he was the guy. He was the guy. I was confused. I said right backs my most difficult. It was between Lamb oh. and Alves. Who do who do you pick, Lam? Okay, that that's 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 a difficult choice. I I and I I didn't bring it up because I knew someone else would put him in his team. And thanks, Vaishnav, because this is why I I also left out people like I I, I was worried about Rooney because I was like oh fuck, but then I, I could talk about his cut up thighs, so I'm happy. <laughs> <clears throat> Whatever. Moving on, my centre back pairing. So my team has no logic to it, guys. I just got eleven really good players and. I'm not going to tell my team. I'm not going to tell Ronaldinho Boo. and Dani Alves how to play. Dude. So you guys can do what you want to do. I'll give you guys a football, and you guys will beat bro, people. Papa Paris built an empire on that shit, bro. Yeah. So go ahead. Hey, Vaishnav, Vaishnav is like Ole. I'm not just like Ole, bro. You, you, you thought Amar, Amar, Amar. You thought Ole had vibes. I don't even do post-match pressers, bro. I'm like, hey, ask them. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> me, bro. Whatever. So my two centre backs are uh, Rio because he's the Rolls Royce of all centre backs. I think he's my favorite centre back of all time. Not because he's the best. He's not even. I think he's the worst centre back out of everybody we've named so far in terms of pure centre back defensive ability. But Rio is Rio, and for me, he just holds two. He he just. I mean, even if he, he just fakes the confidence, bro. Even if he doesn't have the ability sometimes, and I love that. I just like those vibes. And the next centre back is Sergio Ramos because he's Sergio Ramos, and I, I I would not have put him in if no one said Nesta because Nesta is my pick. Fuck you, Omar. But Sergio Ramos is incredible as well, and I just love watching the. He's a beast. I, I mean, he's just entertaining to watch. I love it. I thought about putting Ramos in as a right back first, okay? Then like he was fucking awesome. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Is it Ramos as a right back or Ramos as a centre back? Who do you like more? Prime Prime Ramos was centre back, no question. I mean, yeah, Prime is centre back definitely, but he was like he was awesome as a kid, like when he started playing that right back position. That, but that's like that's that's a weird discussion to get into, right? Because like he he became Sergio Ramos as a centre back. So. 
No, I forgot to mention. Like even I had Sergio Ramos, but I forgot to shout this out. Look, number of goals he scored for, like from that. Bro, position. didn't he didn't he equalize when they started the decimal run against yeah, Atletico? Yeah, he did. Wasn't his goal and before like went into extra time? Yeah. yeah, man. There are some players, bro, who are meant to live up to the moment. And I love these players because literally when they say ice runs through their veins, these are the people. Like, they are cold-blooded. They aren't normal. My left-back was also hard because I love a good left-back. And again, I don't think he's the best left-back. But for me, when growing up, he was the best left-back in the world. And that's Petty Sabra. And I just, Ooh. I loved watching him play. Was... I just... Oh and, my and, God! You, you know, uh, Amar, when when he was speaking, he he brought up that football has become very uh, you know uh, positional, and, and you know people don't just bombard mm. with without any uh, regard to like where they're supposed to be. But Evra was an expert. Like his, he was, and I, I I know this might be controversial, but I think he was the best overlapping fullback there is. Like genuinely, fullback is hard because fullback is hard because I feel like there are more right-footed players on an average, so it's better to find a good right back than easier to find a good right back than it is to find a good left back. You get me? Like yeah. just the yeah. numbers, right? Just just by the sample size that you have. But in terms of overlapping the winger, Evra and Dani Alves, yeah, right? exactly. at the same time, exactly. they were just perfecting the, the craft. They were just those are the two magnificent. I mean, there are lots. Philip Lam did his fair share of it too. Yeah, they all did it. Marcelo, none of us mentioned it. Marcelo didn't make it because of the rule. Uh, Marcelo wasn't my first pick. He didn't make it because of our whole rule or whatever. And I'm glad we didn't do nationality, bro. Half my team is broken. <laughs> okay, so my midfield line is again not really much logic to it. I'm just going to name four midfielders. Two of them are going to be the middle. Two of them are going to be sides. That's as much as the description as I'm going to give my players. Okay, I don't care what they do. Uh, I'm going to start from the left wing, so to speak, within our quotes. And that would be... This is not hard because I wanted to put him in my team. And I feel like he's... It's Eden Hazard. And I feel like because he's become Burger King now, it's a little hectic. Mm, good shot. Good shot. I wanted someone to say Hazard. I, I loved watching him play, man. Prime Hazard, I think, is like especially for us, like the four of us. I think he might be the best player we've seen in the Premier League when we've understood football. No. Yes, in terms of he is the the problem, Omar is the problem I face is when we get to this level of people like Hazard and Aguero in the Premier League. For me, I I can't tell you who's better. Yeah. And I can't tell you who's worse. They're just yeah. They're just good. They're apart every from everyone yeah. else. They're just something else. It's like Messi and Ronaldo. You know, it's like it's a different scale. That's about. I, it. I had I had two honorable mentions which I was going to bring up because nobody brought them up so far, and Hazard is one of them. So I just have one now. Okay, okay. Wait then. Wait. I mean, I might not mention him because my team here. I, I think Ronaldinho is done, so I basically have three more players because he's one of my midfielders. Whatever. The other two, one is. Probably my favorite midfielder of all time, which is Sergio Busquets, and I don't think there is ever like maybe his midfield partner who I'm going to name next. But Busquets was Busquets is why prime Barcelona was. I Busquets agree. was just incredible, I and agree. I don't think he gets as much credit for his on the ball ability he's, as he actually has. He's like the boring choice, but he is actually like one of the best midfielders we've ever seen. I totally agree. Bro, but the you. thing is, I don't think he. He he's the type of player who will take three touches where another person will take twelve. You yeah, feel me? Yeah. It's efficiency of angles and movement. It's just it's the way it's just the way he opens his body up, man. Like the way he uses his body and his height to create those sort of spaces and angles. Exactly. It's about like you know. It's easy to say open your body up. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, all of us are able to do that. But when you're putting it into context of like five hundred different variables in a game, it's insane. And you're right. The way he uses his frame. The way he uses every single. Like all his athletic ability, he knows he's one of those players who can increase the pace of the game or decrease the pace of the game with like two involvements in play. You feel me? Like a couple quick passes and then everyone's playing a little quicker versus him putting his foot on the ball and keeping the ball for a bit. And 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 very very underrated defensive positioning as well, dude. Like holy shit, bro. What underrated? I don't think. I think that is the one thing that he might be rated properly because his his defensive positioning is just I. Dude, one of the best number sixes to have ever done it. Just magnificent. Whatever. I don't think you guys are going to disagree with that. The next player, the thing is, this guy, I I saw him play, but I also didn't see enough of him play. But I'm going to still put him here because I just need to. And it's Clarence Sedov because it's Clarence Sedov. So, like, I don't know what else to say. The man's two quads can be my holding midfield pairing. I'll be good with that. I've, I've heard a lot about Sedov, but I've, I've not seen him much. 
he's a literal beast i have seen him play play because he played in the he played the 2006 world cup but the issue with people like sedorf is i saw that like that 2006 french team they were all at the fag end of their careers you know that that was the first time i was watching it mm. but even then when you watch them play you're just like holy shit this is this is enormous you're not supposed to be able to do this shit and he for me he was quintessentially what the modern day center midfielder became at least in a 442 now of course you've got more niche and like you know perfected skilled positions but in terms of sedorf's ability to be a box to box of being a box to box midfielder second of non man single kind of destroyer and then uh, yeah but the thing was actually he could do it all he exactly. could ping the 60 yard ball exactly. and he could track down his number 10 and could attack yep. and i love yep. that and i just want to say that sedorf was a last minute film because i basically put final form sedorf in which is viera <laughs> at least for me viera is final form sedorf viera is just like somewhere else right and sedorf is also very close there and now my two strikers are so ronaldinho is obviously my fourth midfielder so those are my four midfielders and my other two strikers r9, are r9 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 yeah of course r9 is my second one the first one is burkham so i'm going to just be vibes Ooh. i just drop a ball into the middle of my pitch and i be like guys go at it because if there's a team with ronaldo and ronaldinho eden hazard and burkham i don't think center backs i think you'll find quick resignations really quick lot of retirements Dude, i think that's a really good like like two up front like r9 and burkham that would have been that would have worked wonders bro like fuck it 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 goes against the geneva convention and it's just it's a war crime you're talking about that but i'm i'm looking at ronaldinho i'm looking at ronaldinho and eden hazard on both the wings and an r uh, and a r9 or a burke camp in the middle like imagine a burke camp and ronaldinho they're just going to chip the ball all the way until the net like it's just going to be chip passes and chip shots like burkamp and ronaldinho in the same team will be like everyone is somehow smiling like even the ref is smiling nobody knows why they're smiling everyone's happy <laughs> our opposition manager is like oh we're phone and down oh, okay <laughs> they're all just laughing bro any shouts for uh, luis suarez liverpool luis suarez yeah he was he was super close not just uh, for me it's barca luis suarez mm. not liverpool either way it's it's no msn msn second season luis suarez way way up there uh, way that and i think no but then his liverpool season like that 30 plus goals that season also was incredible right akshat had an honorable mention akshat do you want to oh yeah i think all of us should give one to like someone who hasn't been discussed yet for me it's again one of my personal favorite players and again extremely accomplished it's bastian schweinsteiger dude i i just fucking loved him <laughs> he, like I I and I want it, it, the one game which defines Schweinsteiger was uh, Germany versus Argentina where the man when it went to extra time was he was spent like you could see he had been tackled viciously throughout the game This is the finals the finals yeah it was the finals he'd been tackled viciously throughout the game he was suffering with cramp he, he was done like you could s- see physical exhaustion and this was I think another tackle came in he went off the physio patched him up and he came on and he sprinted back for some defensive action i don't exactly remember and for me like it, 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 i don't know i just love players like that and i feel like he doesn't get that much appreciation now but at 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 the peak of his powers he was the heart the engine of a very very dominant bayern munich team 100% that's a good shot 100% this incredible footballing iq man and he was one of those midfielders i feel like in the mid 2000s we got a lot of these where their technical ability was sound but they weren't flashy so you didn't realize how good they were like until they were the carrick like until they did something that caught your eye or oh, i was going to say carrick was my honorable mention so that's a great segue i, I think he's the like it was scoles gerard and lampard but carrick is in that conversation dude carrick is in that he might not be better than them definitely not but he's a, he's a different type of wine you know he's just He was a he was just a master of breaking the lines, dude. The way he used to for me, his... he's the closest. He's like Busquets without the aggressive defensive ability in terms of opening up his body and being able to keep the ball ticking over like a metronome up there for sure. But he lacked that sort of solidity, which I mean that didn't matter because we won everything anyway. So fuck yeah, but yeah, Carrick was Carrick's pretty decent if I may say so myself. Okay, my special mention um is Sergio Aguero. uh simply because of his uh, minutes to goal ratio in the premier league he's the highest and i just read this very cool stat if aguero plays more in the premier league and doesn't score for 29 games in a row he still has the highest 
goal to minute ratio in the Premier League. Wow. That's incredible. That's, he wow, gave wow. he That's gave the awesome Premier League one of oh, the yeah. most defining moments. Um, the most icon. No, 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 Amar. That is the most iconic moment in European sporting history. No, no. no. Some. Some uh, some Max Verstappen fans might disagree with you, but uh... <laughs> or uh, okay, yes, okay, cool. Actually, that that's that's valid. That's valid. yeah. Okay, and also also because uh, you know, like if our listeners don't know, he's sadly announced retirement uh, just last week because of a heart condition. So I think he has to get a shout out on this episode. Uh, we'll we'll miss you, Sergio Aguero, and Po. I wanted to put this guy in my team, but it was a conflict from both the teams. Like, <laughs> you couldn't do he played for AC Milan, huh? You couldn't do that. This time. No, it's uh, Fabregas, but dude was a different. Like, I think he still is the best youngster to come out of Arsenal's uh, youth. Like, even though he came from Barcelona at the age of sixteen, but the best youngster I've seen come out of Arsenal has to be him, captain at the age of nineteen. I mean, I don't remember. I don't know if you guys know, like, if you remember this, but those two goals against Spurs, uh, I think this was like right from the halfway line, like from kickoff, bro. It was from kickoff. It, that po, that's that's the FIFA goal you score against your cousin to tell them how to play, like to show them the control. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, bro, press X to start of my ball. <laughs> that goal is awesome. Like, I and mean, I was fucking horribly gutted when like he. He wanted to come back to Arsenal after he finished this. I understand why he went to Barca because that is where he was supposed to be. That is where he always wanted to go. And I get it. He wanted to play like in that La Masia squad, like fucking everyone from La Masia, and he wanted to be part of that. But I was really, I was really gutted when he came back to the Premier League. He wanted to come back to Arsenal, but Papa Wangs didn't like. He has some ego to maintain, and he didn't want him back at Arsenal. That that really got me, and watching him go and win two fucking uh, like Premier League trophies with Chelsea. Oh fuck! It's a conflict from three different teams. So it's like ball crumbling before me. <laughs> but yeah, like Sask was a mad player. Cool then. So uh, that was a pretty fun episode. Um, thank you, Po, for uh, giving us this idea. Um, thank you guys for coming up with your teams. Uh, listeners, do let us know who you think is gonna win. Um, and if you have your best 11s, like feel free to message us on Instagram or Twitter, where we are mostly inactive. Like and subscribe, and we'll catch you soon. Bye bye.